You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you so when we work on our physical health with peloton and other exercise routines, it's a natural antidepressant. If we work out three times a week for 30 minutes or more, the research shows it's as effective as taking an antidepressant. And for me, I deal with a lot of anxiety. So it's very calming. It helps with sleep. And I also notice that I take it off the bike or off my yoga mat, that kind of strength and resilience, that mental attitude that you develop really can translate into your relationships and how you put yourself out in the world. So more confidence, more assertiveness, more healthy boundaries and negotiation. I think we teach people how to treat us. And when we show others that we care about ourselves and our physical wellness and our mental well-being, people treat us differently. It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 251. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Hello. Hello. So we're recording this in an unusual time. We sure are. Because <laughs> we're getting ready to leave. By the time you hear this, we will already be on a boat or en route to a boat if you're really an early riser. I don't know where we'll be and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> in that case, we're not going on a cruise at all. We're going to Paducah, Kentucky. Oh, yeah, I do care. Okay. Turns out I do. I had a feeling that might uh, might change your opinion on how much you care. Yeah. So, right. uh, but because of the unusual recording time for us, it means uh, one, uh, John Mills is not with us this week, but mm-hmm. he will be returning. So fear not. And then, uh, well, I mean, assuming if he wants to. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. It's always voluntary. Well, yes. like he's not <laughs> obligated by law or anything. It's not part of a community service sentence. Uh, and also, uh, we're recording a little bit earlier than usual. So if there's any late breaking news. We can't be held responsible. We can't be held. So if Barry McCarthy steps down and John Foley seizes the reins again, you'll if, just have to wait till next week. That's right. If there's a Peloton coup. If the stock price dips, if the stock price rises, 
just kind of wait to hear our thoughts on it till the following week because we will not have Wi-Fi and I'm not jumping on. Yes. I don't care. I yeah. don't care. I'm going to take a whole weekend and not worry about the internet. Espe- <laughs> yeah, especially when you see how much internet costs you on a boat. Exactly. <laughs> it feels like it's more expensive on this one than the Disney cruise, but that's a whole nother thing. Yes, totally. <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, now that we've gotten all that out of the way, where, uh, what, uh, what? Yeah, you know, where are you, Tom? Yeah. Um, <laughs> hang on. What do we do at the beginning of the show? What, pray tell, do you have in store for people oh let's see we are going to talk about um what is ally love taking a pause what's happening yeah she took pause and reflect very seriously yeah like a lot longer than three days yeah um okay and then uh selena's getting married this saturday so make sure you send some well wishes there is uh the the good old uck is having some mother's day classes because they have mother's day at a different time of year than the united states because of uh daylight savings time <laughs> and, and then uh don't forget that there is the virtual community event that is taking place the day this drops that peloton suddenly decided to have which was very confusing we'll get to all that later yes um and of course of course we have a visit from dr jen and we have a visit from angelo and dr jen is talking about making peace with weight gain while you're strength training and met pro talks angelo is here about Tips for healthy snacks when time is of the essence. So okay. some very good tips for everyone. You know, we also have a special visit this week, too. <gasps> we do. We do. Uh, yes. Yes. Um, We're going to have Kimberly Mack on. And she is the admin of Chase Tucker's group, his fan group. And she is going to share with us what's what the plans are with the group now that Chase is leaving and how the kind of the feel is over there. So we're getting... We're getting some um, We've got firsthand boots, boots on the ground exactly. reporting what's going on in the world of uh, Chase Tucker fandom. Precisely. Awesome. Well, before we get to all that shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us. Uh, while you're there, be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. Maybe leave us a nice rating and review so people coming along after you know we're worth checking out. Yeah. You can also... Uh, what else can you do? You can also <laughs> find us. Tom's on the boat I right know, now. right? <laughs> yeah. Um, you can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page, join the group. Uh, don't forget, we have a mailing list you can sign up for at the We throw a lot of articles and links at you pretty quickly here, and you can get them all emailed to you in one email easy digest and uh it won't be coming out on sunday this week i'm gonna let you know that right now and what a slacker i know i mean i got all my stuff done this week (laughs) well it's because our cruise wasn't monday through thursday so also uh we have a youtube page so you can watch all of these episodes in hd glory at youtube.com slash the clip out so uh there's all that let's uh let's dig in shall we we shall Instructors in the news. So, uh, big news from the world of Allie Love. Yeah, there's been some interesting things hitting uh, that she's been posting. So, it started a few days ago. She posted that she wasn't a fitness instructor prior to One Peloton, and she never had the desire to become an instructor. She says, as an athlete, runner, and dancer, I loved fitness and conversation. However, what I did realize shortly before this photo was taken is that God had other plans for me. As a Peloton instructor, we more we do more than just fitness. We'll share more in a later post. If you're at a crossroad in career or a personal life, I encourage you to stay curious about your great your greatness. Paths aren't always linear. And then she posts uh, on her Brooklyn Nets page. 
This season and these last nine years have been a journey. Shout out to the teams. I'm not saying goodbye. Just see you later. Hopefully on the court for the playoffs. I'll be back. Mm. Uh, Exactly. Then she posts, uh, this was posted and she says, more to come on this surprise dream project. No plan to teach classes in London. I'll be back to New York throughout to teach live classes during this time. I have plenty of new content dropping during these next couple of weeks, packing for London. And I believe further down, it also said that she was going to be gone six to seven weeks. There it is. Six to seven weeks. Okay. So, uh, so we know it's a, we know it's a pause. We know there's currently no live classes on schedule at all for yeah. Allie Love, but she does have three encore classes, and she's saying she'll be back. So what is this? I what don't could know. this be? I don't know. Is uh, I mean, it, it, yeah, it's it's interesting that uh, that it sounds like she's recorded content that will drop while she's on, and she's this saying pause. she'll be back. She says I'll be back to New York throughout to teach yeah. live classes during this time. So I don't know what this time means. Is that it sounds like it might be the six to seven weeks That's or, how I or would does interpret it mean it. six to seven weeks and then she's back to teach and then she's gone again? I yeah. don't know. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, was there any speculation that you noticed as to what all this might mean? Yeah, I've heard she's filming a movie. I mean, these are just speculation, like not totally, like anyone just, has any proof of these. Right. Things. And I would think uh, if she was filming a movie, that would be some sort of news story because those castings are, are normally pretty public. I, let's not forget. We have this podcast because I have a film podcast right, and I'm right. a film critic and I'm in the Film Critics Association. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. We so get it. I'm You're saying important. like that's kind of my world now. <laughs> and if, if she was cast in a movie, that's something that ends up in Variety or Hollywood Reporter, and that would not be a small story if a Peloton instructor ended up in a film. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, interesting. It's not for Peloton because she's not teaching classes in London, right? So we know that. We know. It's also interesting that she's gonna. She says she's gonna come back to New York in this time, and she'll do some classes. Like, why would you not carve out time to just do a few from the London studio since it's you know where you're at. Again, that's what I'm saying. It's very confusing. Um, I've had some people say uh, maybe she's pregnant and she gets nauseous when she exercises. That happens to some people. Well, but I'm pretty sure the human gestation takes longer than six to seven weeks. Agreed. But you never know. Maybe it's anticipated to be a short lived kind of thing. Uh, like, in other words, you know, maybe the symptoms will go away after yeah. a short time period. Uh, again, this is just people totally. coming up with and ideas. Like that one, I don't think it just because if you think about it, like, I mean, she doesn't have any kids, right? No. So she she would have no idea what her body might or might not do and be able to put a time stamp on it. So I, I don't got, know. I throw that one right out. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, and then and then you just have that. No one knows. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I, I mean, she's talking about how it's sports related, but not instructor related. So maybe mm. it's like like uh, does London have a Dancing with the Stars type of thing? Like, could it be something like that? Could it be like she's on some kind of reality shows? Sure. And, and they have lots of things like that over there that are that are really popular. But I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here is a really big show. Okay. But I would think if again, if they were going to do something like that, don't you think they'd grab a British instructor? Rather than an American instructor I mean honestly I don't know what they'd do Yeah Why don't you know Because <laughs> nobody told me You need me. to go find out what British reality shows Would do in situations like this I'm sorry We're all very disappointed I have failed <laughs> I have failed But yeah it just seems weird to me That they would grab an American instructor When they have Well popular. then Tom what is your idea Tell me what you think it is Come on She's Starting a Pink Floyd tribute band. Yeah, well, I don't think so, Tom. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> she just really likes tea. You think? You think yes. that's what it is? She mm-hmm. uh, wants to visit all the set locations from Benny Hill. In all seriousness, it says surprise dream project. This is this. She's saying it's a big deal and it's right. something that's a project, not just like she's visiting. Sure. So I think it's more complex than a visit. Well, if it's sports related, it makes me wonder if it has something to do with soccer. Sure. Because, I mean, you know, they got the soccer over there. They do. They call it ball foot. <laughs> I don't know if you know that or not. No. They, that's what they that. call it. I did not know that. Yeah. So... I don't like to mansplain. But, right, right. You know, Please so, do not at me. Send them to Tom. Mansplaining <laughs> is when... Stop. <laughs> Stop. We have to talk slower to you. Oh, um, <laughs> oh Tom. <laughs> so I'll be going on that cruise by myself. <laughs> She's like, no, I no, will. No, I will. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, when you think sports in, in England, I think soccer. Oh, Quidditch. <laughs> you think? Yep, that that sounds right. I think she's going to Hogwarts. That makes total sense. That's my question. Yep. I need to change the headline. Allie Love is going to Hogwarts. You heard it here first. Thanks for clearing that up. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure it will become clear probably while we're out at sea. All of the questions yes. will be answered. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We're going to be at sea and we'll be like, <laughs> Allie Love appointed prime minister. <laughs> Do you want to get the Wi-Fi to work? $75 a day. Uh, Just to clarify, we do have uh, social media access. We're not doing the full thing. So you can can DM me. (laughs) But don't at her. Don't at me. (laughs) Can I at you? No. Oh. It's going to be a long trip. Well, you shouldn't have brought up Hogwarts. (laughs) So the big day is almost here for Selena. It is. Yeah. And uh, this screen is only to show that that is when they are getting married. Saturday. It says <laughs> we're not going to be officially married until Saturday. Today they picked up the marriage certificate. So ah. they are quote unquote sworn in. And so or as I like to call it a non hunting license. <laughs> Oh, taking it back to 2015. Yes. Yes, I uh, am. So, yeah. So, congrats to Selena. That is yes. very exciting. And we should probably say we, we are not going to be going to her wedding. Oh, God, no. Like, if people th- think that, like, they're going on a trip. No. No. We're going no. on a cruise. We're going on a cruise. <laughs> I don't we are think not. she'll be on the Beach Boys cruise. I'm pretty sure. But uh, I do not see Selena digging 60s music to the point that she would Like, jump schedule on a cruise. her wedding around Mm-mm. it. I don't seems, see that. Seems Mm-mm. unlikely. No. Yes. Mm-mm. <laughs> so Daniel McKenna made page six. This is so funny to me. People are simultaneously really, really offended by this and also really, really fascinated by this. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting a lot of both. Yeah. Uh, I personally just think it's funny that that he's one of the newest Peloton instructors. Yeah. And there there is like somebody hanging out in a restaurant feeding this information. And then page, page six. six is like, oh, this is the Peloton instructor we're going to talk about. Like well, I like not in all due respect to him. No, no, like, no. I, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Like it's just it's an odd choice. And so. Yeah, like it, it also kind of makes me wonder because I know some people have been like, 
this shouldn't be reported on. I don't think these gossip columns should be gossiping. <laughs> they um, ought to see how many times it got shared. <laughs> right. I know. But um, it also makes me wonder is like, was this planted? You know, it's interesting because if you read the article, articles and quotes for anyone listening. Yeah. Um, it says that uh, the person who fed this information to page six yeah. was an ex of Daniel's and that it didn't last between them. Like there was no supposed bad blood but but they are the person they dated him saw him in the restaurant and decided to feed this information to page six interesting and, that, and that's what that's what it claims i have no idea obviously the accuracy of any of this totally i just thought it was funny that our peloton instructors are being like paparazzied yeah i mean if they're going to be celebrities this is kind of what goes along with it, it. Is, but, but it's yeah. also like he can't be the first instructor or or a she instructor well, to go on a date in New York City. No, no. And we've seen several times on that website, whatever, the one that's like, do me. That's how you say it. But it's not how it's spelled. Like, yeah. you know, but um, they uh, they always post gossip stuff and they've seen some of the instructors out with like other celebrities like tunday has been spotted several times with common mm. not in necessary i don't mean that it was in a romantic way right but but they've been spotted together and that's been reported on uh although it wasn't on page six it was just on that gossip website right. so i don't know it is yeah because gossip websites are like that's the beast that can't be fed so they'll talk about a lot of things but for it to actually make page six which is kind of like I, I, the top I tier of gossip yeah I, it, you know people speak very lowly of page six and the new york post they're kind yeah. of i was told it was trash oh i see how dare i post it <laughs> i just thought it was funny yeah <laughs> she post peloton stuff man i yeah. know cut us some slack well i guess everybody wants to know about this I suppose if it's an official press release, we are we are allowed to discuss it. Okay, that yes. seems fair. That so, seems fair. So Alex Toussaint will be hosting the 2022 New Fronts, which is uh, sponsored by IAB. Yeah, so um, I guess this means that it's going to be taking place May 2nd through 5th. <laughs> and so it, this is like kind of like the in-house person, like whenever Jess Sims does her thing or when Allie Love was at the Nets, like this is that, right? So IAB is the Interactive Advertising bureau something like that and so this is like you know how networks have upfronts where they're mm -hmm. like here are the new shows for the seasons yeah this is for like digital platforms to be like here are the new digital platform things for the for the coming year and i know those two worlds are getting very blurry but how do you be a host for something like that then? i think it's like you know and up next here's everyone from crackle to tell uh, you about joe dirt three okay okay i yeah. gotcha i gotcha thank you yeah so hope <laughs> that at least that's my understanding okay so so he'll he'll be the person that's kind of doing the run a show Yes, correct. Got yeah. it. Well, so, very cool. Yeah, absolutely. Either way, it's great for him. It's awesome uh, to have the opportunity to have all that. Um, I'm trying to think. Of the Exposure. Word. That's the word. There you go. Exposure. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> also, I mean, it's it's a good group of people for him to get in front of, right? Like it's true. It's people that make a lot of digital content. And so he gets to get a lot of FaceTime in front of them in a very high profile way. So who knows what else that that could lead to? Never know. Hopefully good things. Hopefully things that keep him at Peloton. Maybe he'll be in Joe Dirt 4. You never know. <laughs> so Cody Rigsby made the cover of Us Weekly. He did. Although 
it's really funny because it's it's just about the day in the life of Cody. Mm-hmm. And I think they just grabbed it from other things because they said that he was a Californian native and he's not. He's from <laughs> North Carolina. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it was like sometime last year, uh, whenever Dancing with the Stars first came out, I think, uh, that they said somebody posted an article and it said that he was from California. It said he was from a different state and it was all wrong. So I feel like this got picked up. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know that uh, like Peter Tork lied about his birthday and like that followed him around the rest of his life. He, what a strange like because he didn't want to tell the year like how old they he was. wanted to make him look a little younger when the oh. monkey started. So they put the wrong birthday birth year. Interesting. On, on one of the record albums and like and he spent the rest of his life trying to correct it. That's yeah. kind of funny. But I also find it interesting, not that Cody doesn't deserve to be on the cover of Us Weekly, but you would have thought it would that would have happened a little bit closer to Dancing with the Stars. Again, I can't help but wonder if they just, you know, were grabbing stuff. Yeah. Um, but I did find the little fun fact that if his 8.30 p.m. time frame, if he's not out to dinner, mm-hmm. he likes to play Smash Brothers and Mario Kart with his partner, Andres. Uh, it also says he's from California. So can we believe that? That's true. That's he true. probably really likes to play like Asteroids and Missile Command. You have a very good point. We can trust nothing. <laughs> My f- video game references are as topical as today's news. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Crushing it. Michelle K is at it again. She is. This time she got an interview with Kirsten Ferguson. And I really love that this story got shared. I heard Kirsten talk about uh, her experience with miscarriage and like kind of her journey after Mm -hmm. that a little bit on one of her runs. But this goes into a little more detail as far as like how she processed that and how she came through on the other side and and then ended up giving birth. And um, she says she's stronger for it. So I, I really appreciate that she was she shared that. And Michelle K did an excellent job covering it as always absolutely yeah that's obviously a very difficult topic to talk about very personal exactly so kendall tool was featured on the hurdle podcast yep episode 199 i think so you can check that out and hear kendall's interview if you want to keep up with uh, the latest and the interview is entirely uh five letter words yeah that you have to guess no 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 honey that's what? wordle Oh, not hurdle. Okay, I thought that sounded like a really boring idea for a podcast. I get that. Yeah, it makes a lot more sense Mm -hmm. your way. I think so. He's on the boat, guys. (laughs) Marcel Dinkins completed her first marathon. Yeah, can you believe that? Her very, very first. I think that's so cool. And it was her birthday last week, so she just had a lot going on. Um, And uh, she finished it in Virginia Beach, if you were wondering where it was. So congrats to Marcel. That's really cool. Can I just say that Dr. Jen and I took a a run together on Sunday, and it happened to be Marcel's 45-minute 80s run from the past weekend in honor of Marcel. Oh, that was nice. Yeah. So as everybody uh, is now very well aware last uh, week, I guess it's been almost two weeks ago at yeah, this point because of the way the new cycle worked for us. Uh, Chase Tucker announced that he was leaving Peloton. And so we thought, well, what does that do to the Chase Tucker Facebook group? Right. Like that's got to be uh, quite a blow. And we were wondering how they would handle it. So we reached out to well, by we, of course, I mean, Crystal uh, <laughs> reached out to Kimberly Mack from the Chase Tucker Facebook group. And we just had a, a, a brief little conversation with her about why she loved Chase Tucker and what the future looks like for that Facebook group over there. Yep. So without further ado, 
here is Kimberly Mack. So uh, joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Kimberly Mack. Hey, how's it going? Hi. Hey, how are you? I was like, you can't just wave. It's a podcast. <laughs> no. she's, she's multitasking. <laughs> Leave her alone, Tom. She's like, I'm just talking to the people on YouTube. <laughs> so, uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to meet you, but I'm sad under the circumstances in which we are meeting. So you oh, yes. you started Chase's group. And so it was officially called Chase's Wolfpack. Is that what it was called? Originally, it was Chase's Tribe. And it was a Facebook page that was dormant for quite some time. And when I started running on the treadmill, um, I was doing the tribe wars with, it was like two summers ago when yeah. everybody was doing the tribe wars. Yeah. And I just fell in love with Chase. And so I went to his fan page and it was just dormant. So I reached out to the admin of that page, couldn't get anything. So I um, took it upon myself with two other ladies, Kadata and Joy. And we we moved from that page to what is now Chase's Wolfpack, which we made it Chase's Tribe as well. So that was, I think, March of 2019 or so. Okay, so it's been a bit. It has, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it's, yes. uh, you guys have a really great community over there, very supportive. Everyone's super nice to each other. How's how's everybody yes. taking the uh, sad news? Everyone is so sad. I mean, so sad. We was like, no, he can't be leaving us. <laughs> um, but we are actually excited for him as well. Yes. So um, yeah, we're going to miss him on the trip. I'm sure. I'm sure. Did you guys, um, were you able to catch his Instagram live where he kind of went into details about what he's going to be doing? I didn't, but Kadada and Joy, they did. My little full-time job had me busy that day, so I didn't get <laughs> to catch Stupid work. The, um, Am I right? Life. Yeah, jobs are <laughs> yes, the worst. Those people's good job. <laughs> Some tech thing he's going to be doing, and then I saw that here recently he posted a picture the other day he's he's back in tennessee so i guess that's where he's gonna be it sounds like it so was there any inclination or rumblings in the group that this might be coming beforehand or were you guys blindsided by it um we were blindsided by it um but we did kind of notice joy and kadata and i we did kind of notice that chase kind of like back in the summer um, he started getting kind of quiet, not posting as much on his Instagram page. So we just we didn't think he was going to leave Peloton. We just thought he was maybe up to something else within Peloton, like maybe meditation or yoga, um, because he went away and did the little meditation sabbatical thing like back in July. So we were thinking, well, maybe that's what he's going to do. So um, but no real rumblings, maybe on another page, the BPR page. A couple of people noticed that, you know, hey, he hasn't been on the schedule. What's going on? And we was like, hey, don't worry about it. But <laughs> about like, a whoops. day later, he came out and said he was leaving Peloton. <laughs> uh, that's got to be just really frustrating <laughs> so, yeah. for you guys. Yeah. yeah. Kind of a gut punch whenever yeah. it's your favorite instructor. I yeah, know it was. 
It's a, yeah, it's like I'll, a cycle of the whole day. I'm sure it's a yeah. cycle of grieving. It really is. It's like uh, you go through the whole like yes. just like it's a, a a loss, like a death. I mean, anytime you have a loss, you go through the grieving cycles, not not just when someone dies. And it feels it feels very similar to that. And I'm glad you guys have a space yes. where you can share it and and it's embraced because I remember back in the day, you know, they didn't know we, we, whenever other instructors have left, they didn't. Things were said on the OPP. It got ugly. Let's just leave it at that. And, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, you guys have a nice safe space there to be able to talk about your feelings. And that's good. Yeah. And I did ask everyone to keep it positive, you know, on the page because um, the page has been positive the whole time we have been running it. And so we definitely didn't want that, you know, any negativity on the page. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you think comes next for your group? Do you, does it keep on? Because it's I'm sure there's probably been friendships made in that space? Our plans are to keep it going um, as long as it can stay alive. Um, I'm not just, we're not just going to shut it down um, because actually I just looked on the page and I have about 50 new requests um, for people wanting to join the page. So we're going to keep it going as long as we can. It's just, I don't know how long it's going to go, you know, because people really want live classes, you know, they want new content all of that. And with all of the challenge pages that's out there now, it's only so many challenges that we can do. Absolutely. You know, that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So, so uh, what is your leaderboard name so people can find you? So I am just being Kimby. So just like my, my Facebook page says, Kimberly, Kimby, Max. So I'm just being Kimby. Nice. Nice. And the meaning behind that is I'm just being me. It's <laughs> <laughs> all we can be. That's exactly it's all we can be. Yes, just just being me. <laughs> well, we normally have people with their favorite instructor is. I feel like we should ask you who your second favorite instructor is. Yeah, like, where, where, are you, where are you pivoting to? Where, where are you going? So I am a runner. So I run a lot. I I do a lot of running around the United States. So my favorite instructor is actually. Um, Everybody gives her slack. She's so arm, army strong. Like, yes, Marcel. Um, Marcel, she's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, she's, yes. And she's a badass. Bike, we have the, she is. She takes no, like, she don't take any mess. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. <laughs> She'd be like, I don't care. I don't care what you say about me. This is what I'm doing. So, and I don't I know how her. she runs with then, all that hair. She has so much hair, and just oh, like, no. how? How are you she running? Do. <laughs> she, she do. Sometimes I'm look at. I look at her because my hair is long too, and I'm like, oh, let me put this hair up. <laughs> but uh, she does it. She does it. Um, and we have the bike too. So my favorite cycle instructor is Cliff, and I actually run his fan page as well. What? Oh, so get I didn't know that. That's good. Yes. That's getting back up both <laughs> in the world of fitness and in the the, the Facebook world. Of right, fitness. and she's international. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's great. Yes, so I run. I run the cliffhangers. So oh. with a couple of other ladies. Mm-hmm. That's a fun name. Yes. I like that. I haven't seen yes. that yet. That's great. Yes. I'm yes. out of the loop with some of the newer instructors because those groups form so fast now. You know, it used to be. It used to take a long time and then and then it would just kind of happen and it was very organic. And now it's like, man, as soon as we get a new instructor, boom, off to the races. Mm-hmm. Somebody's on it. And I love it. I love that they have that 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 support right out of the gate. It's awesome. Yeah. As soon as we saw he was launching, we was like we were right on it. We, we started his page. We actually have a contact in Germany that kind of helped us 
along with that. So and she helps run the page as well. So, okay, I was wondering, um, do you guys ever struggle with uh, like the do you speak German or is it like no problem? You just you you don't care. I I don't speak German. (laughs) All I know is that means I love you. But that's all I know in German. I just follow along with the closed captions. (laughs) Okay, yeah, that works. Are you picking any up? I do. (laughs) Um, I can count now. So pretty much I just do what he do when he turn his red knob. I turn my red knob when he gets up out of the saddle. I get up out of the saddle when he settles back down. I settle back down. So it doesn't bother me that um, he's he's speaking Germany at all. German at all. I love that. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's great. Yeah. Well, yeah, so thank you so I much. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. We're again, sorry for the circumstances, but I'm glad that everybody has a positive outlook. I'm glad you have a backup for your your Facebook admin hobbies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, definitely. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. know how lost I, we I would be. I think Peloton needs to pay me a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Imagine how we feel. Girl, I've been saying that for years. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I didn't get a W-2 from Peloton this year. <laughs> Or the year before. Same. So, yeah. Or Same. next year. But I love it. And, yeah. and you won't next year either. Yeah. You do it for no, the love and no. you just got to be okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love it. I love it though. I love the community of Peloton. I love what they stand for. Um, just bringing so many people together. So I really love it. Yes. It's awesome. <laughs> Clip out. You know, people are always looking for ways to make working out not feel like working out. And that's where Fight Camp comes in. Yeah, Fight Camp blurs the line between fitness and gaming. So you can get a great workout and while you're punching things and feeling good. And also you have this little tracker that's watching every punch you do and you're trying to beat it. So it's gamified. It's fun. You can explore thousands of workouts led by expert trainers that meet you on your time. Live punch stats motivate you to push harder and help you map out your progress. Yeah, and Fight Camp provides real-time data during your workout so you can track that progress, work toward guided goals and see exactly how you're improving over time. Plus, it's good for your brain. Boxing requires focus. Precise combinations push you to think about every punch you throw. It's the ultimate way to clear your mind and forget you're working out. Join the biggest boxing community in the world without ever leaving your home with Fight Camp. Just search Fight Camp in the App Store and you can explore the app for free available on iOS and Android. To learn more, just go to fightcamp.com clip. That's fightcamp.com slash clip to learn more. Getting the psychological edge with Dr. Jen. Joining us once again is Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. You may know her from VH1's Couples Therapy with Dr. Jen or VH1's Family Therapy with Dr. Jen or her long running radio show, The Dr. Jen Show. She's written four best selling books, including The Relationship Fix, Dr. Jen's Six Step Guide to Improving Communication, Connection and Intimacy. Ladies and gentlemen, and all points in between, it's Dr. Jen. So Samantha Jones has a question for you, Dr. Jen. She says, how about how to deal with weight gain when you're doing more strength and the mental trip that that sends you on? Because her scale says she's gained more muscle. So she knows that. But that number's going up and it's driving her bananas. Okay. I'm going to start out saying something very controversial. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hot take. I hate scales. No, I get it. I- 
not, in, and I don't mean for me personally, but I discourage people from weighing themselves. I think that it can be completely derailing. And I think Samantha Jones is the perfect example of that. It sounds like she's got a great strength regimen going, that her body is responding to it. And she's focusing on the number on the scale and is throwing her off. And if she was not getting on the scale and letting those numbers lead her, then she would probably be feeling fantastic about herself and saying, wow, look how strong I've gotten. Look at all my new muscles. Look at how awesome I am. So I really discourage people from getting on the scale. And I will give you an example from, as many of you know, I and I've talked a lot with you guys about that I had an eating disorder for 10 years and that I'm now recovered and very healthy with food in my body. But during the course of that 10 years where I did everything from restricting to overeating and everything in between, there was a period of time where I did a liquid diet, kind of like Oprah did Optifast. I did a different company and I did this liquid diet to lose weight. And at the end of it, during the refeeding phase, I was, I bought myself a talking scale. Oh my gosh. I remember this story. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) So I get myself this talking scale and I weigh myself and it says, you know, you weigh X number of pounds, uh, you know, have a nice day. And then You know, the next day I get on the scale and it says, you weigh X number of pounds. You have gained one pound. Have a nice day. And then so on and so forth. And every time I got on the scale, it said that I gained weight. And I was so focused at the time because I was in the throes of my eating disorder that I completely got derailed. That the scale was telling me I was gaining weight. And so that must be the case. And so then I got so upset and so anxious that I started overeating. I started binging. I started emotional eating and things kind of spiraled out of control. Long story short, I was then getting weighed at a doctor's office and it turned out the scale was broken. That's insanity. Like just insanity. But to me, it's the perfect example of being so focused on the external and the number on the scale that it derails you. So I really encourage people to focus on the process over those external numbers and measures that instead focus on, am I listening to my body? Am I eating foods that energize me? Am I eating foods that are giving me proper nutrition? Am I happy with my workout program? Is that something that feels good to me? Because those are healthy questions. When we get to focus on that number, we can get very derailed and we can get crazy about it and we can get obsessive about it and it can trigger eating disorders. It can create new eating issues or eating disorders. So I think it's really important to be very mindful about if the scale is a good thing for you or a bad thing for you and how often you weigh yourself. How do you feel about taking pictures and measuring? Look, again, I feel that it's similar. It's measuring is numbers. Right, right. right. That's what I had a feeling you were going to say. Yeah, right. It's numbers. And I look, the only time I like, I'm not a fan of pictures that are like shaming or are like, Um, you know, where you kind of strip down to your bra and panties and are like examining your body. I I think that to me, the healthiest thing that you can do is to become so in touch with your body 
that you can sense when there are changes, that you are able to, in a healthy way, say, hmm, I've noticed that, you know, that I'm really bloated. Oh, wow, maybe my period is coming. Or you're able to say, huh, I've noticed that I've put on some weight. I wonder if I am doing some more emotional eating right now because I'm going through a stressful time or if maybe my body's just responding differently, or maybe I'm just retaining water. And I think that being able to clue into our body and our body's signals and our body's changes to me is the healthier place to be. Got it. Yeah. I've never been good at that. Like I've ne- yeah. like personally, like I've just never been able to, I almost need some sort of external yeah. evidence for it to click for me. Like I know one of the things I did was like, I used to have braided belts cause I'm a fashion plate and, uh, <laughs> And I and I stopped because it was like you can kind of adjust them wherever they need to be that day to be comfortable. And I found that like having belts with holes in them, like when I went from hole three to hole two, it was like heads up, like because I I would not click for me until I was way past where I would like to be. And I think that that's where the work is for people who relate to what you just said. The work for people who have that experience is learning to tune in to your body and and also starting to even ask yourself, why am I not tuned into my body? Why am I not paying attention? Why am I surprised? Like I know that when I was once I had kind of crossed the line into the recovery world, there were times where I saw pictures of myself where it was actually really helpful in my day-to-day life to be like, oh, I thought I was much bigger than that. Like, oh, wow. Like my vision of myself is not accurate when I was able to see it from the outside world right. and kind of actively like, oh, if that wasn't me, I would see that person very differently. And it was helpful in my recovery. But to me, those kind of before and after stripped down kind of pictures, there's something about them that feels very punitive and very like, oh, I'm examining my body for negative things, which I don't like. I don't think that that is helpful and healthy. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for that. Until next time, where can we find you? You can find me on all social media at Dr. Jen Mann, two ends on Jen, two ends on Mann. You can find all my Peloton workouts on my Insta stories. And you can also find my weekly column in InStyle magazine. And it's called Hump Day with Dr. Jen. You can just Google it and find all the columns. Awesome. Thank you. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away a hundred or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're a hundred percent polarized. Um, and they also come in like a million different colors and styles. For your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clipout listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R.com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30 
day money back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it (laughs) it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread (laughs) i didn't make a sandwich with these I just had toast Which you love Because you have toast Almost every day I do It was the (laughs) best textured Bread of this sort That I've ever had And if you're doing the math It's zero to one grams Of net carbs Zero gram sugar And high in fiber So don't give up Being a breadhead. Hero Bread Is offering 10% Off your order Go to Hero.co And use code TCO at checkout That's TCO At H-E-R-O Dot C-O Peloton in the news. So the Peloton Guide finally has a confirmed release date. Yep, April 5th. It's happening. It is happening. Hearing lots and lots of uh, comments about this. Um, (laughs) You know, it's like there are people that are just going to buy it because they love Peloton and they trust them. And then I've got these people that are like, well, I have my tonal and I'm all set. And then you've got people that are like, well... I don't know. Um, I'm thinking about getting this other thing later, the strength the platform that's going to come out. And for anybody who's listening, I've said this before, but you got to have the guide if you're going to buy the platform device that's right. coming out next year. So I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go over, but uh, I don't think this is going to be their best item. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if sales pick up as other devices come out that you need it to operate, right? Like it I, will. Like it'll I, be interesting. I also wonder if you'll maybe see a point in the future where people are like, they can't buy the next thing because they didn't get this thing. Yeah. And that causes scrambling. So are you going to get one? I don't know. Do you think I should? I don't know. I don't know that I'll use it. I mean, I really do get a lot of strength workout. But, you know, here's the other thing about this. I mean, they are going to have workouts that are only on the guide. Right. So if you want to experience everything, the only way to do that is to have the guide. There's going to be workouts you can't get to otherwise. That's yeah. going to drive people crazy. It will. It's going to drive me crazy. So maybe I have to buy it. <laughs> so in other words, you're getting one. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I even ask? I know. (laughs) So there was an email that was leaked last week. Yeah. And uh, so it's Barry's vision. Uncle Bear Bear. Right. Uncle Barry, whatever you're calling him these days. But um, he talks about his vision. And I'm just going to go over a few of the things. So Mm -hmm. he wants to become a global connected fitness platform with 100 million users. And he says global means global, not just a little, but truly. So Europe, Latin America, everything, everything. And then he says for connected fitness, he is being very specific about that, that it's a content and a software game. That's a whole new level of focus and investment in growing our software capabilities and 
our digital app. He's also saying that that's about designing hardware for high volume manufacturing for delivery, not just installation and for reliability levels we have not yet achieved. He goes on to say, I believe these last three attributes are also prerequisites to building a big international business. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Now, this next one, I think we need to dig into because he says platform, not service. It's about becoming a platform. So if you're wondering what a platform is, think TikTok versus Spotify. Think open versus closed. Think user generated content and creator generated content versus proprietary content. Think Apple and its app store. This terrifies me. Yeah, I am worried about this. Now, there are a lot of people who said this is going to be great. And then they gave their reason why. And do you know, Tom, out of the hundreds of comments I saw about this, not one person's vision of this was the same. Right. Which is my concern. Yeah. That every. okay. so let's just say that you think, well, of course, it's going to be instructors that are certified and they can come on here and teach. Of course, that's what it's going to be. Right. But then everybody else hates that idea. Hey, you ever go to Amazon and like, oh, I'm going to buy this thing. And then after you complete your transaction, you see the email a little closer and it's like oh it's shipping from china in four to eight weeks and you're just like oh now turn that into a class and post it on the peloton platform right and then there's well you could come up with really cool ideas like lane break which i actually definitely agree with Mm -hmm. but the thing is then what happens to our instructors? Yeah. Like if the instructors have always been the service and now anybody can provide the service, what does that mean for our instructors? So for all of you out there that worry that our instructors are going to go somewhere, this is what you should worry about. This one should keep you up at night. Yeah. This is going to change Peloton more than anything else we've seen. And I know a lot of you think it's for the better, but I disagree. I think shareholders will be happy. I do not think members will be this is this is going to change from being a curated very beautiful platform that i can go to and very clearly and quickly know that whatever i choose i'm getting an excellent rendition of a workout to god only knows what junk will be out there that's what you wanted yeah so and then of course there's a hundred million subscribers i can't even imagine this that i hope that that's realistic um, from again a shareholder perspective, but I cannot imagine a hundred million subscribers. They can't handle whatever <laughs> we have now. Three point six million. Oh, what would the OPP look like with a hundred million subscribers? I mean, <laughs> I think my computer would explode if I went to it. Yes, that's what I think it would look like. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We shall. And much better news. Much more exciting news. The tread gets a pause button. Now all platforms are created equal. Yes, on Monday, the pause button for the tread arrived. You can now take on-demand classes and pause them. Okay. Mm -hmm. But won't the tread turn off when it's paused if you're gone from it for too long? Well, apparently you get an hour and you can still lock the tread. Okay. I was just because I know they put all those safety features on there, so I didn't know how the pause functionality i think it'll keep you in that class but you're gonna have to still like sign in when you you get back Mm -hmm. okay gotcha i think i didn't actually try it (laughs) i was really busy brian your son went down and took pictures for me yeah well he went and took pictures for me Ah. on a on a lovely note uh, oh yeah there he is in the reflection (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's your son honey oh yeah that's right yeah I i knew he looked familiar 
But I got lots and lots of comments, including from Carrie saying, hashtag God, Nick, hashtag pause. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that made me happy. <laughs> So a new virtual event was announced at the very last minute, very short notice. Yeah, we got an email for it uh, Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. No, yeah. it's Tuesday because today's, wait, today's Tuesday. So we got it Monday. Yeah. I'm all mixed up on days. But it was very short notice because it's happening this Friday at 11 a.m. Central Time, anyway. And uh, it's a virtual community event called Power and Identity. It's interesting because it doesn't so much say it here, but in the original email, it kept talking about strength. Mm -hmm. And the reason I found that so fascinating was that... Uh, <laughs> Like three days before that, Tonal had sent out their email about the Tonal Strength Institute and they're having an event. Uh, their event is on March 30th. It's in the morning and it's either live or you can take it on demand up to 30 days if you sign up ahead of time. And the wording felt very similar in the email that came out, not so much on this particular page. Also interesting I don't know what it means, but you you see pictured here, Camilla Ramon, one of the Peloton instructors, mm -hmm. Charlotte Weidenbach, one of the Peloton instructors, Heather, who is going to be, she's from the Peloton Health and Wellness Advisory Council. And then um, Robin's on here, but you don't see any mention of Robin. Don't know what that means, but it's interesting. The other, the other connection between Tonal and Peloton, if you're wondering, is that it specifically, Tonal Strength Institute is Tonal's advisory board. And that whole Tonal Strength Institute day is kind of focused around that advisory committee. Mm -hmm. And then two days later, Peloton puts this out and it's from Peloton's Health and Wellness Advisory Council. And it's supposedly for Women's History Month, but it's so loud. Last minute that it makes people think that it was not on the docket ahead of time. Right. I have no idea if it was or it wasn't, but it that's the way it's coming across. So the whole thing's just kind of interesting. Yeah, it is. It'll be interesting to see what it actually ends up being. It will, because Peloton hasn't done a lot with their advisory board that they've talked about. Not to saying there's not things happening in the background, but we're not seeing a lot come out of it in the public. Whereas Tonal has been very, very forthcoming about all of the changes and things that they have done through their advisory committee in a much shorter time. Clip out. Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube, it's Angelo from MetPro here to answer all of your fitness and nutrition questions. Hello. Hello. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Sarah Lester has a question for you. She says, good ideas are needed for snacks for people that have negative 30 seconds to eat, specifically teachers and healthcare workers. <laughs> she said, fruit and nuts sound great, but in practice, they take too long. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, so I will. I, so, and what was her name again? Sarah Jesus. Lester. Sarah. All right, Sarah. Challenge accepted. This is a, a tricky one that I have to deal with with a number of my clients. Um, I, I work with a number of trial lawyers. I work with a number of surgeons. I, trust me, it doesn't go over really well if it's, pardon me, one moment, Your Honor. Let me just finish chewing on this. That doesn't work so well. Um, you know, taking a, taking a time out while somebody's on the table being uh, being operated on. You got to be quick. So, this is where. As much as I prefer whole foods, shakes, shakes really can play a great role. Uh, and I'm going to say I'm not going to say bars for two reasons. One, there are some good bars out there, but typically they're going to come with added sugars unless you really know which ones to look for. But I'm going to say a bar takes just as long as fruit and nuts. I would think. 
Yeah. You yeah. still got to chew. So, <laughs> and I, I would also say, consider what type of fruit and even what type of nuts you want something that'll pack a wallop, try some cashews. That's a really quick to eat nut. Um, it breaks down fast. It has a lot of calories in it. And if you want a really fast uh, fruit, think about, I mean, probably a pineapple isn't the best go-to for you. Know? <laughs> you can true. open a coconut in the middle of the day and probably not the, but something like a banana, super fast to eat. Bananas really fast. Um, Apples and pears can be pretty quick. You got to, you know, it'll take a few bites. Grapes can be pretty quick and look for things that aren't going to make a mess. As much as I like strawberries, sometimes they can be take a little longer and they can be a little bit messier. Another great go-to is uh, something like a jerky mm. uh, and for a totally different reason. Jerky, and though I'm usually not uh, recommending this for people trying to lose weight because it's very calorie dense for very little food volume, you could do jerky and dried fruit. And the reason is because it is not quick, but what it is is discreet. So you take a bite and then go, go on with whatever you're doing, your work, et cetera, take another bite. And it's not going to be big and messy. Now I was going to say, cause beef jerky, I eat a lot and it, 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 there's some chewing there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so what I do with some of my surgeons and some of my lawyers and some, and others that just need uh, to eat really fast is I make a kind of a, I, it might sound gross, but it actually tastes good. A mush uh, type of meal combination. Way to sell it. A mush. <laughs> yeah. Mush. I have an edible salve that I, <laughs> that I have them consume. I can't ever get through these because the top. He kills <laughs> Have a salve solution. Let me make you a potion. Yes. So, have you ever heard what, of Soylent Green? Stop. Low carb, high in protein. You know, nobody ever talks about the upside of Soylent Green. Let this man talk, Tom. We're going to take this on the road, Tom. So, something that is um, soft. You can eat it really quick. And so what, what we'll do sometime is I'll do like a mashed. Well, I like to do sweet potato, but even if it's whole potato or white potato rather, but like sweet potato or yam mashed, I'll use something like a ground turkey or lean ground beef mash and I'll mix it together really? and it creates. And basically there you have your macronutrients, <laughs> uh, a full balanced, reasonably balanced. If you want to even get a vegetable in there, you could do green beans that have been like a canned green beans again not my first go-to but it's soft you could whip it up and you could actually make it into a tom's favorite word a mash <laughs> make a poultice out of it <laughs> and just a paste <laughs> put it in a tube of toothpaste and squeeze it out <laughs> And it's great for the surgeons because if a little bit gets on the table, they've got all the sponges right there. <laughs> this went sideways fast. It so, always does. But it is. It's practical because you can literally put it in a small cup, eat it with a spoon, or <laughs> you can even drink it. An icing gun. Scenario. <laughs> Trust me. You know what, though? We don't think about this. If you have a surgeon that's going to be performing totally. a six-hour, seven-hour surgery it's on true. you, 
you want them to eat. Yeah. You want them to have energy and have, you know, you want brain them to be thinking power. clearly. You do not want yeah. them empty of calories and when you, they are making decisions on what to cut inside exactly. of your body. And you want them to not have to poop. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. That too. That too. Or if they do poop quickly. There it is. Yeah. So, or, and also get, get new gloves. Yeah. <laughs> So to increase the calorie load of such a concoction, you can always put a little bit of oil in. So uh, extra virgin, just a teaspoon or a tablespoon, and that'll then bring up the calorie load. And that's something super fast that gives you super quick energy. So if you actually need to fit in a meal, that's something you can try. And if you have that, if you're at work and you're on the go, you can put it in the microwave for 60 seconds. And it's actually not that bad. Hmm. Think about having a, a dinner of you know, ground beef, sweet potato, and uh, uh, what were we just talking about? Green beans. Yeah. It's just, this is a way you can get it in really quick. Smoothies work good. You have to make them in advance, but you could do a yogurt smoothie. You could even put some protein powder in it. You could mix in a smoothie that's uh, rice milk or almond milk or just water if you want to keep the calories low. You could put in things like almond butter, peanut butter. You can put in fruit. You can mix it up in advance. They work great. I'll just warn you, you'll pay on the back end with cleanup time for the blender and the cups and the dishes with smoothies. But if you don't mind a little bit of cleanup later, you just need something on the go that's quick. That's a great option to take with you. And then if you do need to go to bars, then what I recommend is don't get the straight, you know, there's, there's so many bars out there that it's basically a Snickers bar with protein added. Mm -hmm. So if you look on the ingredients and it has 35 grams of sugar, it's just a candy bar that had protein added. But there's some good quality ones. I like RX bars and similar. There's a lot of nature, natural ones on the market that are similar to that. And the reason I don't quickly give brand recommendations is because by the time you hear this podcast, all the brands have reformulated and some of them have gone out of business and some are new and there's new ones on the market. So instead... Just know what you're looking for. Reasonable amount of carbs, high protein, low sugar, and you probably have a good bar on your hands. Awesome. Well, thank you for all of that. And if uh, people would like you to customize this information for if them. If they want their poultice and mush yes. customized. If you they want yogurt Matt. mush poured directly. We can do a little better than that. Poured directly into their mush hole. Oh, my God. <laughs> You can go to metpro.co slash TCO. Enjoy, Sarah. <laughs> man, oh man, do you love your AG1? I really do. You do. It's a wonderful tasting drink, and it also makes me feel good. Like, it's a great way to start the day. Uh, you know, I grew up, my dad always had things like tomato juice first thing in the right. morning. I feel like AG1 is my tomato juice. <laughs> <laughs> this generation's V8. Yes. I, I do. Uh, but I love the way it makes me feel. It's like I get all of my vitamins and I'm ready for the day just with a drink. And like I said, it's a good tasting 
drink. And it can help replace your, your multivitamin just by drinking an AG1 every day. Yes. And not only did I replace my multivitamin with AG1, but I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. It also has vitamin C and zinc to support my immune health. If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1. And that's why I've partnered with them for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase at drinkag1.com slash clipout. That's drinkag1.com slash clipout. Check it out. Peloton Artist Collaboration. So we have two new artist collaborations this week. The first is from uh, Babyface. I don't know that you can call this a collaboration. He's just on it. That's all this was. <laughs> oh, I thought it was an artist collaboration. No, he's literally on a treadmill. Oh, well, then ignore the sweeper I just had him play. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I should hang on. <laughs> Celebrities in their Peloton. There. There we go. I fixed it. You fixed it. I fixed it. <laughs> Babyface has a Peloton. Yeah. How about he, that? And it's weird because I don't even know if it's his. He's just filmed on a treadmill and he's in a suit. So yeah, I like, don't know if this is his or he's just walking on one and somebody filmed it. I don't know anything about this, but it's fun. So yeah, it makes I me just wonder, wanted to share it. Yeah. It makes me wonder if like he's shooting a video or something because it's like, yeah, that is not how one would dress if one was on a Peloton. Right. So... I don't know. I'm sure there will be more. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> our artist collaboration. <laughs> Swing. Now we're back to the regular scheduled program. Yes. Uh, Tom's still on a boat, y'all. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited about this Peloton artist series because it's Reba McIntyre and sure. she is the queen of country. Um, lots of hate for this. Lots of hate, especially over in John's group. Man, they were hating on this. What? Why do they? I don't know. I guess because it's country and a lot of people just hate country music. Okay. I don't know that it was it's Reba like, particular, but... But it's like, okay, the, the <laughs> Peloton does so many different... They like, do, they uh, do. And they really haven't done all that much country, so it's like they, they threw them a bone. I know. Like... <laughs> Let them have well, their moment. I guess, you know, and they weren't like trashing, like, how dare Peloton do that? Yeah. It was just like, oh, I wouldn't do that. It was just like, I would never take that class. It wasn't hate toward Peloton for yeah. daring to have this. But but uh, it still cracked me up. And uh, I, I love Reba McIntyre. This is like 90s country, man. I grew up listening to this. This yeah. is... This is kind of my jam, not going to lie. <laughs> this, this reminds me of home. You grew up in middle America. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Sad as it is. I mean, I dug that song fancy. <laughs> Past guest update. So we have an update from uh, Allie on the Run. Yeah, we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago that she was going to be uh, doing a special live episode and it was going to feature Bex Gentry and Neve Shulman uh, and then this you're not sharing the image but the image shares shows all three of them together and i thought it was fun so i just wanted to mention it there's three people i really enjoy a lot from very different reasons yeah totally we, <laughs> we watch catfish all the time yeah. i was hoping that she would have been like neve shulman's gonna be on the show and then cammy showed up <laughs> be like boom you got catfish <laughs> by catfish <laughs> That would be hilarious. I don't know that Cammy runs the marathons the way Neve does, but that would be great. Okay. Okay. In case you missed it. So there are Mother's Day classes 
uh, coming up. Calm down. Okay. For Americans. Uh, <laughs> calm down. These are for the Brits. They are. Because they celebrate Mother's Day two months earlier. At be- the end of March. Right. Because of the time difference. Isn't that how that works? <laughs> no. Right? But um, but it is. It is Mother's Day in in the UK. And there's going to be two classes. One is going to be with Hannah Frankson. There's a 30-day Mother's Day ride on March 27th at 9 a.m. GMT. And then another a Mother's Day walk with Jermaine. That's 20 minutes. And it's also on the 27th at 9.30 a.m. GMT. They shouldn't call it Mother's Day. They should call it Mum's Day. They and should. And that way we know that it's not for Americans. It would it would be easier for us. I don't know that it would be easier for them. Well, though. they say mum. <laughs> we don't say mum. <laughs> That's true. You're over here and you say, oh, my mum called. Then people be like, what are you, weird? <laughs> Quit watching Downton Abbey. <laughs> and we're in, we're in Missouri. We still call it Downtown Abbey. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> so we got another uh, two for class coming at people. I am... Looking forward to this. I am so stoked. Robin Arzon and Kirsten Ferguson, a two for one run together to celebrate Women's History Month. This is going to be taking place on March 30th. So by the time you hear this, it'll already have happened. But I truly believe this is going to be epic. These two ladies are both badasses, and I think it's going to be so much fun. I cannot wait to take this class. Although I may have to wait till we get back. <laughs> well, yes. I can't imagine what the Wi-Fi would cost you to take this class. No, it's happening tomorrow. Oh, I see. Or no, wait, that's next Wednesday. <gasps> I could take this class live. Oh, my God. It won't be. It will not be up when you hear this episode. It's next Wednesday. Phew. Sorry. I got all confused. <laughs> now I'm on the boat. Yeah, now you're on the boat. Ha <laughs> ha. Who's laughing now? Me. Because <laughs> I'm on the boat. <laughs> Peloton Birthdays. And uh, finally, this week's birthday, there's just one. Uh, on March 27th, you get to say happy birthday to Bex Gentry. Happy, happy birthday to Bex Gentry. I hope it's a lovely one. And uh, that's on the 27th, so it will be just before the live run that I just talked about, three <laughs> days before. Mm-hmm. You just make a day of it. Yeah. No, no, three days before. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> three days before, not... <laughs> Would you like to play the wrong sweeper? <laughs> I said it right. You heard it wrong. <laughs> this is a window into what it's like when we fight. All the time. I said it right. You heard it wrong. No, but I did. <laughs> I said it's just before, three days before. And you're like, do you want to play the wrong sweeper? <laughs> oh, I said it right. It's on the 27th. Checking in with the Peloton community. So joining us today via the magic of a Zoom tube is Joyce Martyr. Hey, Joyce, how's it going? Good, Tom. Thanks for having me. Welcome, Joyce. So since we talk a lot about Peloton here, one thing I like to kind of start with is how did you first find out about Peloton and like when was that in your time frame? Gosh, it was probably three years ago and my good friends Shelly and Denise both had them and they were both looking fabulous. And they talked about the super cool high-tech bike that they had in their basements. And I thought it was way out of my league. And it wasn't until probably a year and nine months ago, I was at my brother-in-law's gym and one was available and I signed on and I loved it. Yeah. And so when the pandemic hit, I was fortunate to order one and 
I've had it for about a year and a half and it's transformed my life. I love it. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. So Wazo, you found one at a gym? It was a private gym in a condo building. Okay, but, oh, there, okay, but yeah. even then there aren't a lot of those there are left not. out in the wild. I think you're about to start seeing <laughs> right. more of them, but they went through a period where they were like only people who bought in really early were allowed to have those. Exactly. So. Yep, that is true. So you kind of got right through, slipped in through the gamut there. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Very fortunate. So you said you got it during the pandemic. How long did you have to wait? I love hearing pandemic bike delivery <laughs> stories. Actually, it wasn't too bad. I think it was about six to eight weeks, oh, which yeah. I've heard so much worse. I oh, mean, I've heard yeah, people totally. yeah. months and months. And wasn't it mostly the delivery company? That was having challenges or a little bit of both. Uh, by the and end of the pandemic, it was both. And we're not at the end of the pandemic. Let me rephrase. <laughs> the end <laughs> yes. of wave one. Yes, yes. The end of the first wave, both were happening. But it was definitely a challenge for XPO and Peloton because they were having orders stack up. And so they had to get the delivery from the parts come from overseas. So they had to get those and then finish putting them together here. So it was like all kinds of things at play at the worst of it. Absolutely. So, have you always been a person who works out? Or are you kind of like a person who's always worked out? Yes and no. I would say I'm a moderate worker outer. <laughs> so I've, I've, I've grown up being very active, swimming, tennis. I played water polo for a bit in high school, realized that was very difficult. So I became a cheerleader of course, I'm a good Gen Xer who did aerobics in the early 90s and some weightlifting. And then I became a mom and I kind of got way out of the habit of working out. I felt like my muscles were atrophied and I threw out my back. And like many of us dealt with work-life balance oh. challenges, wasn't taking care of myself. I'm a mental health professional and I know that there's a huge connection between our physical health and our mental health and our self-esteem and how we put ourselves out in the world. So thankfully I got back on the workout train. I became a certified yoga teacher. I like shaking it up. I do lots of different things to keep myself active. Oh, well, you know, when you mentioned your Gen X or it's hard to work out when you're Gen X because the flannel chafes. <laughs> right, exactly. Doc Martens the big are so, sweatshirts. Yeah, the Doc right. Martens are so clunky. Yeah, to... talk about chafing. Yeah. Gotta really watch the kind of <laughs> socks you wear with the Doc Martens. <laughs> right, absolutely. And so, yeah. You said when you got your Peloton, were you pretty active at that point? Had you like reintroduced workouts to your routine at that point? I was in a bit of a couch potato relapse, yeah, which I think happens episodically. Like I'll, I'll do well with a workout program for a while. And then I kind of phase out because life has gotten busy. Mm -hmm. But that's probably the best thing for me with Peloton is the community and the accountability. I really like the social accountability and that I'm connected with friends and they can see it's a little shaming. They can see when I'm not on my bike in a healthy way. And I really enjoy the app. So I'm a person who I use the meditation. I use yoga. If I'm walking my dogs, I click on a walking class yeah. and try to get credit. And 
I definitely use it with my Apple watch and the health app, Mm -hmm. because even if I'm kayaking or swimming or something, I log that on the health app because the Peloton workouts go there too. And it just keeps me on track. It's nice to have one place that shows all of the different things that you do. So I do love that. I use it now. I was never an Apple person, but in the last year I was forced to finally make the switch. And I have to say, I do enjoy that about Apple. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It is nice to have everything all together. It is. So now you said that you're a mental health professional. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I've been a licensed psychotherapist for about 25 years. I've found my work emotionally, intellectually, and spiritually rewarding. I've been in private practice in the Chicago area. I founded an outpatient mental health company called Urban Balance that now has 17 locations in six states. And I'm really passionate about destigmatizing mental health. I think we all deal with mental health challenges as part of the human condition. I was really afraid when I started graduate school at Northwestern that my professors were going to notice that I deal with an anxiety disorder and that they would be like, you can't be a therapist, you've got (laughs) issues. But you know what? We all do. And we're all works in progress. We're all human. We're all not perfect. And like I said before, holistic wellness really is mind, body, spirit. So when we work on our physical health with Peloton and other exercise routines, it's a natural antidepressant. If we work out three times a week for 30 minutes or more, the research shows it's as effective as taking an antidepressant. And for me, I deal with a lot of anxiety. So it's very calming. It helps with sleep. And I also noticed that I take it off the bike or off my yoga mat, that kind of strength and resilience, that mental attitude that you develop really can translate into your relationships and how you put yourself out in the world. So more confidence, more assertiveness, more healthy boundaries and negotiation. I think we teach people how to treat us. And when we show others that we care about ourselves and our physical wellness and our mental well-being, people treat us differently. Yeah. Yeah. So backing up, I have to ask, when I hear you're a psychotherapist in Chicago, my first thought is, do you know Bob Newhart? <laughs> I do not. I, I grew up as a kid watching him, but no, I do not know him and wish I could say yes. This is a classic TV guy in me. I'm like, when I think psychotherapy in Chicago, Bob Newhart. I had no Absolutely. idea where you were going with that, Tom. I never so, do. So what is a psychotherapist compared to the other branches that are out there like what differentiates because there's so many different like titles monikers whatever you want to call them that get bandied about like what does that mean yes so i am a licensed clinical professional counselor so i'm a master's level psychotherapist or counselor and there are master's level social workers marriage and family counselors we are all master's level trained. And then there are psychologists who have their PhDs or PsyDs. So they have a doctoral level of education and they often teach in universities or they do research. Some are involved in psychological testing. And then psychiatrists have MDs and they prescribe antidepressants and psychotropic medications. And so I call myself a psychotherapist because I mostly do talk therapy. So I work with individuals and couples. 
I work a lot in mindfulness, which is why I love yoga and meditation. Yoga is really meditation with movement. And I think it really brings us a lot of peace and calm to focus on the here and now. And I also became really interested in the psychology of money. So in my practice, I noticed as my clients made progress in therapy, they started to earn more money. They started to get raises and promotions and start their own businesses. And I was like, why the heck is this happening? And how can I do this? And it was because as they got better in therapy, they felt better about themselves, their self-worth improved. And so I recently published a book called The Financial Mindset Fix, and it's a mental fitness program for an abundant life. So having work-life balance, having mental well-being, supported relationships, and financial peace and prosperity. That's interesting. So am I hearing your hypothesis correctly that the healthier you are mentally or emotionally, the better chances you have of reaching your dreams. For a lot of people that you were treating, dreams happen to be independent from a employment standpoint. Am I hearing that correctly? Yeah. And not only independent from an employment standpoint, but maybe having healthier, happier relationships or aligning their unique gifts with a need in the world, just living a happier, fuller, more successful life. And I think many of us, when we talk about mental health, we think about mental illness or struggle. And right now in the pandemic, many of us are struggling. I mean, we're living through a global collective trauma and rates of anxiety, depression, suicide, substance abuse, relationship conflict, it's all at an all time high. But when we talk about mental health, it's not just about the struggle and the hardships. We can actually promote our mental health by using tools and strategies that are proven from psychology to have better coping skills, better communication skills, better relationship skills to manage our emotions differently. And cognitive behavioral therapy is one of the most empirically supported forms of therapy. And it says that our thoughts precede our emotions and behaviors. So for example, if we think that we're out of shape and overweight, and we keep telling ourselves that, then through self-fulfilling prophecy, we're going to self-sabotage and that's what we will become. And so we have to shift that narrative and realize that we're both the protagonist and also the author of our own life story. So it's about taking responsibility having accountability. I talk a lot about accessing support, having a vision, developing self-compassion, because again, none of us is perfect and having some of these strategies to succeed physically and emotionally and financially. I would think that if you kind of improve your mental health, it would, if nothing else, you can advocate for yourself better, which helps in the negotiation phase of employment. Absolutely. It helps in your emotional intelligence, your ability to manage your own emotional process and to be compassionate and empathic and non-reactive to others. You can be more responsive and thoughtful, more conscious rather than having knee-jerk reactions. And that helps a lot with conscious leadership as a business owner or a business leader, or even in customer service, if you're compassionate and cross-culturally sensitive and conscious, you're going to succeed more because the relationships are keys to success. 
And I know when you were talking about like improved relationships and the impact that can have on jobs. I mean, Crystal, and I have seen that firsthand, just how much easier it is to advance in our careers when we had a supportive partner. It's life changing, literally life changing. Yeah, like like it's crazy. I mean, first off, we would probably drive people insane if they could listen to us when we were in one of those moments because we will just have the same conversation over and over again. But we realized after the fact that we were like role playing (laughs) how we would handle an interview or a negotiation point with an employer or what have you. But we would just like attack it from a million different directions so when we were finally in there we knew exactly what to say and that's not something either of us could have done with our previous spouse it's so true so true oh my gosh i married for the second time as well and have a blended family and am having a very corrective experience in this partnership and it's true when you have a supportive partner that can be so transformative in every aspect of your life and I do a lot of corporate training and keynote speaking. And during the pandemic, much of it has been virtual. And I ask people what kind of support they most need because the higher our stresses, the more support and the more self-care we need. And 95% of people say they need more emotional support. So when you're in a partnership where somebody's providing that for you or they want the best for you, they want you to grow and develop, that's going to set you up for success. And the fact that you two do that mutually, and I can see you, you're both smiling and have love in your eyes. That's amazing. And that's about collaboration instead of competition, instead of putting one person before the other, it's really caring about each other and wanting the other to grow and succeed. Yeah. I mean, we could tell some crazy stories that have, <laughs> yes, have <laughs> that have occurred since we've been together, but it's so shocking how different, yeah. like just quitting a job can be like navigating from one job to the next and having the ability to, like Tom, you mentioned negotiating a salary, right. knowing that you have a supportive partner, that you are not the only breadwinner, <laughs> that you have financial support. To be able to have somebody behind you that like, you know, that if you want to negotiate for a higher salary and simultaneously you're changing jobs, that you have that support that's like, I got your back. If you want to be like, no, I'm not going to take the treatment that I'm getting anymore. I'm leaving and I'm going to go after this other opportunity. Just things like that, that you can't do if you don't have somebody who has your back. It's just crazy how much of a difference that makes. Absolutely. In my book, I have a bunch of innovative exercises and they're real exercises. And one is about your support network. And I have you evaluate who provides you with various types of emotional support, whether it's emotional, spiritual, physical, like your Peloton community would be physical, your physicians, who provides you with community or family support. And then how do you supported you feel in each area? And how can you maybe weed out toxic relationships? Because you were talking about leaving a marriage, maybe that wasn't healthy for you or good for you, or leaving a job that isn't healthy or good for you or toxic workplace. We're going through the great resignation and then having the courage and the confidence to find the right people, your chosen family, your partner, the people who are really going to lift you up and provide you with the support that you need and deserve because we all need it. 
and we're interdependent as human beings. So that's a big part of success. And then self-care is another big part. And I have a self-care wheel that has physical characteristics that you all talk about, like nutrition and exercise and sleep and hydration, moderation of substance use. But there's also psychological ways that we provide self-care, like self-forgiveness, self-affirmation, self-compassion, and lifestyle. We need to unplug from our devices. We need to get out in nature. We need to foster work-life balance. So many of us are overworked. And that's something that Peloton helps me with as well, because if I prioritize that, it sets up my day for success. Does that mean that you tend to work out like at a certain time of day or do you schedule it? How do you fit that in? How do you prioritize it? I wish that I worked out in the morning and that has been successful for me in the past. And I'm turning 50 in January and I think I'm going through some menopausal, pre-menopausal symptoms and mornings are hard for me. And so now I've found that I do much better working out between four and six. And so I use it after my work day to transition into my evening. And I really enjoy that. So I've been trying to start working earlier and then wrap up so that I have time for self-care. And I give myself a lot of flexibility. I mean, I love the bike and I feel like that's such a good workout, but there are some days where I give my permission just to do some stretching or a simple yoga practice or go for a walk just as long as I'm being active and doing something. And that's what I really noticed. Wow. My body's changing and my posture is changing. And even as a speaker, how I look on stage is different and I'm holding myself differently because my body is stronger from sort of cross training. That's fantastic. I'm curious what your thoughts are taking Peloton yoga classes, being a certified yoga instructor. Is it hard to take a class that you yourself could be teaching? Like, does it get in your head? No, I really enjoy it. I love learning from different teachers. Chelsea Jackson Roberts is one of my favorite on the She's the so yoga accessible. Program. So accessible. She, I just love her. Both my daughter and my 16-year-old want her to be our best friend. <laughs> and I like Greenberg, although she's so intimidating. I mean, some of the poses that she could do. <laughs> I really have to silence my inner critic and (laughs) practice self-compassion, but I love her sleep meditations. Oh Oh my gosh. I barely ever make it through one because they're so relaxing. Yes. So I don't really have a critique for any, and I think there's all different levels and each teacher has their own style and approach, which I like as well. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I just always find it interesting when you take classes in something that you yourself could teach. It's like, Not even a criticism, but just like Tom goes into what he calls work mode when we go to any concert yeah, because he books concerts for a living. So like if we go to a concert, he is usually at least for the first 20 minutes or so looking around and like, hmm, what's the crowd like? How is this flow? What do they have different with their drinks? And it's like, what's the security procedures like (laughs) as you enter and like what, you know, what concession stands are doing better than others? Like I can't stop. It's like, it's like you just can't get out of your yeah. head, you know, <laughs> it's a good way to get good ideas and yeah. see what yeah. works or what doesn't work. And I do that a lot with the meditations, because in my speaking engagements, I'll do guided meditations. And so 
certain cues or certain ways of saying things. Sometimes I might love them. Sometimes I might not love them. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Just make a mental note of what works and what doesn't work. Do you go into work mode? Like when you're out in the world and you're like, as a psychotherapist, you're like, Oh, I know what's wrong with this. One. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very useful. I mean, yeah. I don't like when socializing, people are always afraid that I'm analyzing and some people are, you know, it's hard to have like cocktail conversation because people get really self-conscious until they realize that I'm just a human being with my own struggles. You're like, I'm not doing well. it for free. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. <laughs> but, but it is helpful. Like even, just in interpersonal situations, like I might notice that somebody has some narcissistic features. There's a lot of that. There's a lot there's of that. Lot like of once that. you see it, you, you can't, can't unsee it. it. Like you're like, oh, oh, there it is. Yeah. There it is. And I have some tools in my toolbox of how to communicate in a way that my feathers don't get so ruffled. So I think that, a good tool in a toolbox for dealing with something like that would be an actual tool, like a hammer. <laughs> She's like, that's not going on the list. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'll save that for my book then. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's always interesting. When you hear people give advice or you go to a therapist, it's like, it has to be so personalized, right? Like it has to be for that person in their circumstance. But when you try to take advice and like, put it into your life. Like if I were to read your book and try to take those pieces of it, it's like you almost need a conversation to kind of like, but how do I use it in this specific circumstance? Because there's always nuance that you can't possibly cover in a book. There's too much, right? (laughs) It's like yoga and meditation are practices and psychotherapy is a practice. You learn these tools and it takes time to develop them, to develop your emotional intelligence or develop your coping skills. And so my book is a program with exercises. So I've identified 12 mindsets that lead to improved mental health and financial health. And they've been empirically proven for that. And then I have proven exercises from psychology and they're short and they're fun about restructuring your thinking or evaluating yourself. I have a bunch of journaling prompts. And as the Amazon reviews are coming in, people are saying they're finding the exercises to be the most helpful because they can then apply it to their own life in a very real way and say, oh my gosh, like I never thought of it that way. And this has changed my approach on dealing with money or my partner or whatever it might be. And so that's meaningful to me, but you're right. We have to kind of cultivate those skills. And I think we all can benefit from therapy or counseling at oh, different yeah. points in our lives. And I sure can. I, sure. <laughs> I, I have definitely, I mean, in graduate school, they made all of the therapists in training participate in it. And it was enormously helpful for me. And I continue to go back for two nuts. I did during the pandemic in the beginning as well, because these are tough times and I've got crazy teenagers and stuff like that and just the challenges of life. So we all need to take care of ourselves. Yeah. Early on in the pandemic, I remember talking to one of my Peloton friends on the phone and I was just flipping out about just the world. And she was just like, I think you're having like an extended panic attack. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, I think you need to like just shut everything down, stop listening to everything and just be 
and she's a friend I talk to quite often and she goes to therapy. I've been to therapy and it was just funny because it's like you can kind of spot other people's stuff easier than you can spot your own. <laughs> yes, we all have blinders. Right. We all have those defense mechanisms. But I like that. That'll have to be added to that diagnostic manual. <laughs> Extended <laughs> panic attack. A slow motion <laughs> panic attack. Exactly. But you're right. We can spot it in others. And sometimes that's why we need our loved ones to have compassionate conversations about mental health. Yeah. You know, I remember when my mother passed away, one of my best friends is a therapist and she was like, Joyce, I think maybe you might benefit from talking to your doctor about medication or an antidepressant. Even myself as a therapist, I was pretty defensive and I was like, oh, I'm just grieving. And couple months later, I finally did. And then once I was feeling better, I was like, wow, I really wasn't seeing myself correctly because of the depression and the grief. And so we do need each other to kind of be honest. And it, I think a lot of times we're socialized that it's impolite to talk about other people's mental health, like as if we're implying that they're crazy, but gosh, it's a normal response to feel depressed when you've lost a loved one Absolutely. through Absolutely. a trauma like that. So no shame, no stigma, help is available and effective. I totally agree with that. I mean, Tom and I have been pretty outspoken about the fact that mental health absolutely should be destigmatized, if nothing else, so that people can get help so they feel comfortable to get help because some people won't even believe that they need help. Like even if you were to tell them, hey, pump the brakes, you think we got an issue here. Some people can't. They like, can't. That's they'd... part of the mental health exactly. challenge, right? Yeah, exactly. it's kind of baked in. Yes. Well, people with more narcissistic traits don't see an issue. Yeah. Right. So their yeah. problems don't bother them. They bother other people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then a lot of times, I think one of the biggest issues that I see as a barrier is many people think of depression as sadness or having suicidal thoughts or feelings. And they don't realize that it can be just feeling blah, not feeling joyful, feeling apathetic, being irritable, crabby, frustrated, or even angry. And that's the way depression manifests for many people, and they might not even realize it. So I think it's important for us to have that mental health awareness and to be mindful of it with our kids, because in the pandemic, I mean, it's the adolescents and the young adults that are really statistically struggling the most uh, yeah. from a mental health perspective. And I, I can so say I in our house, kids on Peloton too. yeah, I said you can see that in our house. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. And yeah, they don't like exercise, so. <laughs> they get that from me. They do. Even the they, one who's oh, not gosh. biologically related right, to me. Right, she gets it from you too. <laughs> yeah, a little birdie told me you're not biking, Tom. Is no. That, is that Never touched the bike. Never touched. Not once. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but I think the takeaway here is that if you don't think mental health should be destigmatized, you're crazy. <laughs> Oh my gosh, let's make that a t-shirt, a bumper sticker. I love it. That is so brilliant. That I absolutely love that. That's so true. TM and, Tom O'Keefe. Yes, trademark Tom O'Keefe. Yes. Yeah, and it's all interconnected when we take care of our mental health, our physical health, our spiritual health, our financial health, relational health. They all impact one another. And absolutely. so just really prioritizing our own self-care and accessing that support that we need so that we can be holistically well. That's wonderful. 
So you said that you do meditation and you do yoga. Do you take any of like the strength classes or anything like that? Yes, I do. I do some of the strength classes. I really like the core classes Mm -hmm. because I'm a mom and that's not one of my best areas. (laughs) And so I really appreciate those. I feel like kind of rounds things out. And I love on the bike doing the exercises with the weights. Yeah. And Tunde, I love her arms and I have larger arms and I'm proud of my arms. Like they're (laughs) strong. And so she's like a positive body role model with having just badass female arms that I think look beautiful. Hashtag Um, goals. Like she should get a tattoo on each one of her biceps. That's (laughs) like hashtag goals because we all want to have Tunde arms. Like they're amazing. Completely amazing. (laughs) They are so beautiful. They are. Yeah. Strength training is so important. It absolutely is. And it keeps you mobile and it keeps you younger. And like strength training is, we were reading a study not too long ago that was saying like, if you want to keep yourself as young as possible, then if you're only going to do one thing, strength training is actually the one thing that you should do because it's going to help with everything. It's going to help you be mobile. Cardio. I love the bike. I love the tread. I've been running a lot. I've been spending a lot of time running lately, but really if you want to stay moving, it's the strength that helps you stay moving because you kind of do the same positions over and over again, whether it's running or biking, any kind of cardio, it's over and over again. And it's that strength training that allows you to mix it up and really use all the planes of motion, which is how you stay fit. So I absolutely agree. Absolutely. And for bone density, Mm -hmm. as we age, I know my mother dealt with osteoporosis and I don't want to. Sure. (laughs) That's important. Let's avoid that if we can. (laughs) Right. And I I find it humbling. Like I purposely do a few 5Ks a year and things like that and shake it up because that lets me know when I'm starting to lose it and what needs to be worked on. So I think that's helpful too. That is. That's a good way to keep yourself on track. I like that. I was just going to ask what your leaderboard name is. So it's so boring. It's Joyce Martyr. How boring is that? Well, I'd ask how you I came mean, up with it. I mean, do I have but... no person? I think I, should, I was thinking maybe I'll be like Joyful Shrink or something. I'll have to That's a good one. I like something. it. Okay, I'll change it to that. Well, the thing about leaderboard names is there's so many people now, it's hard to come up with one. Yeah. You might have to be Joyful Shrink 6 or something like that. Completely. Or the <laughs> Joyful Shrink. Right. <laughs> or spell it all interesting instead of the normal way. I put normal J-O-I. in quotes out there. Exactly. Right. <laughs> it's, so, it's fun to see people's names. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I love it. So do you have a preferred instructor? I love Alex Toussaint. I mean, he's hilarious and just gets you so pumped up. And like I mentioned, I love Tunde. I love Allie Love. Jess Sims, I like doing a lot of her body stretches and things. I think she does a great job with the full body stuff. But I'm a person who tries everyone. I mean, of course, Cody's hilarious. And I'll give anyone a try. (laughs) And I think there's only been one or two where I've been like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, um, it's not a good match. <laughs> but that's ultimately, that's a good thing, right? It because is. Because it's like you need different types of instructors for different types of personalities. So it's, it's yeah, my so husband's great. from North Dakota. So he found some guy, I don't know his name, that plays 
country music and is really laid back. And so Jason loves him. So is it Matt Wilpers? <laughs> I don't even know who that Possibly. is. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. I need to know this. I'm curious now. <laughs> <laughs> I like learning some new music too, like to be able to love it. And then I play it for my kids. And they're like, wait, mom. How do you know? How did you know Doja Cat? What? (laughs) Keeps you young, keeps you cool. It does. I love all the different musics. I had no idea who Lizzo was three years ago, back before the pandemic. And they did a Lizzo. And I was like, what is this? And I was like, in love. I had the hugest like music crush ever. Tom took me to go see her because I wouldn't shut up about her. It was great. Oh, I'm jealous. <laughs> I love her too. She's oh my gosh. Fabulous. She's just amazing. Pulled strings and got tickets to a sold out club show from he did. Lizzo. So Which that was... will probably be the last we will ever see. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, that sounds fun though. I love her too. She's so cool. She is. She's fabulous. So do you have any advice for people who are just entering the world of Peloton? Stick with it. I think find community and accountability and get on the app and try different things. And I think if you fall off the wagon, that's okay. It's part of the process. Like if you haven't ridden in a while, cut yourself some slack and just do the next right thing and get on for five minutes and just continue with it. I've never stuck with something for so long. I usually switch to something else and I've stuck with it and feel so much better. So I just say stick with it. That's great advice. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. Before we let you go, remind everybody where they can find you and all of your stuff. Absolutely. So again, my name is Joyce Martyr, and that's the name of my website. It's J-O-Y-C-E-M-A-R-T-E-R.com. And myself as my name on all social media, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, you name it. And tell them the name of your book one more time too. It's the Financial Mindset Fix and it's on Amazon. It's Audible in bookstores at Barnes and Noble. It's going to be published globally in a few different languages. So I hope it helps a lot of people. So I guess that brings this episode to a close. What, pray tell, do you have in store for people next week? We are going to be interviewing Sarah from the podcast Pantsuit Politics. Very exciting. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry. It doesn't get all political. No, no, no. No politics. We cover zero politics <laughs> during this conversation. It is just fun and all about Peloton. Yes. Do not stress. So don't <laughs> at us. Yes. So uh, anyway, until then, where can people find you besides on a boat? <laughs> they can find me on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash crystal d'o'keefe and yes, then your name okay and then they can also find me on twitter instagram and the peloton leaderboard at clip out crystal and you can find me on twitter at roger kubert or on facebook at facebook.com slash tom o'keefe you can find the show online at facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there like the page join the group and of course don't forget our youtube channel youtube.com slash the clip out so that's it for this one thanks for tuning in and until next time keep pedaling and running and running